Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. All right, here we go. Hey, Gray. Are you going to talk? Oh, yes. Are you testing? <laughs> I've started already. It's like you get you there, Grace. I feel like Britney Spears. I just want to like. <laughs> For those of you obviously that can't see us, she's grabbing onto a microphone because she's excited. We are actually recording this um, virtually. Uh, because we are separating, mm, but not, not really. really <laughs> no, Grace is moving on to an adventure in Colorado, and I am staying here for the time being in Sunshine, Florida. Um, so on to exciting adventures. We are doing this virtually, and hopefully it sounds good on your end, guys. <laughs> but on the bright side, recording virtually has its benefits because we are eventually going to bring on some special guests. So unfortunately, you don't get to just hear Sam and I talk all of the time. Boo. You'll get to hear a few <laughs> other voices. <laughs> so being virtual means being virtual means that we'll be able to have more people come on and be able to interview some pretty cool peeps and you'll get to hear talent and knowledge from all over. Also, that definitely means more content from us as well and faster, maybe weekly, because then we don't have to drive to each other, record together, so on and so forth. So let's be real. We're a little bit lazy. And sometimes when we get into our PJs, we're like, "Mm, yeah, no, not tonight. Sam's like, I have a Disney movie I need to watch. (laughs) And my dog needs me to cuddle with her, so I can't make it. (laughs) Well, I have to go to a bar class, so sorry. Um, so as you guys heard in the intro, a fun little quote for this episode, um, no crying in baseball. Uh, so we are talking about crying and how your mental health is important and it's okay to cry, break down, laugh and cry, be sad and cry, cry in public, cry. Where's your favorite place to cry? Um, that was actually how I wanted to, I wanted to take a poll and ask, ask people. I wanted to ask people (laughs) where their favorite place is to cry because, Honestly, it's a toss-up for me. I gave a few, I gave a multiple choice options. So where's your favorite place to cry? Mm. And we're going to post on social media so you can cue in your answer. Is it the car, the shower, at work, in your bed? Or are you a cute person that like does it with a loved one, a best friend or a boyfriend and you like do it in their arms? Oh, what, what is your (laughs) place of crying preference? Honestly, I've cried a lot in the car Uh, at a stoplight, like full on bawling. I don't care who's looking at me. I have the music blasting. It's like very like a movie. It's probably raining and I'm just like sobbing, playing sad music and just like letting the tears fall going Um, 85 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Guys stay off the road when Grace is driving. Now she's going to be in the mountains for all you Colorado people out there. Be weary of her her tactics. She eats in the car. She cries in the car. She gets dressed in the car. (laughs) Um, It feels good. It does feel good. It's it's multitasking, right? It's it's not illegal yet, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm. texting you cannot do. (laughs) I can't text, but I can cry. It's okay. Um, (laughs) Mine is the shower. I'm a shower crier. Um, I will legit sit on the floor in the shower and just let it out. Um, I tend Do you sit like knees up to your chest and like hugging your knees? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Full mm-hmm. nude, <laughs> hugging my knees. I've actually cried in the shower fully clothed before. Um, oh no. Yeah. I, I have a tendency, the shower and me, we have a special bond together. Um, 
I, I, my favorite thing to do when I am completely hammered, um, is get wet. So, um, as you, oh. as you saw in the bachelorette party, jumped in a pool, swimming in the pool, completely this drunk. This is true. Just so you guys know, I joined her fully clothed in the pool because she made me and I felt obligated. I think it was also raining. It was raining. Um, <laughs> and I tend to get drunk and go in the shower fully clothed and, um, and not want to leave the pool, mind you, nope. when it is raining. Nope. And you're crying <laughs> and you're, you know, freezing, but you're like, gotta be there for my friend. She's crying in the pool in the rain and I'm not going to leave her outside in the dark because she's hammered. And also like, just got to check on her. So I'm going to bring a raincoat out so I can just sit and let her cry in the rain and I'll just sit next to her while she does it. Yeah. I was like, I'm dying in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> Oh, sweet God. Good times. Always good good memories. Never, never a dull moment in our lives. Um, So, yeah, the shower, um, consistently being wet, face, body, all the above. Um, So I definitely think that's probably. But we definitely want to hear what you guys have to say and where your favorite place is. And if we didn't name a specific place that you do cry, please let us know. Please, I'll try it out. (laughs) I mean, uh, this episode name is I'm not crying, you're crying. Mm -hmm. But we looked up some stats um, just on crying because people feel like it's something they can't do. Like, not that they can't do it, but there's something they have to be ashamed of that they can't do it in front of other people or it shows it's a sign of weakness, which is such a lie. That's such a scam. Um, But we looked up some stats and the average woman cries three and a half times a month, possibly more. That's the average woman. So we have some tough women out there. Um, I've might surpass the average woman, mm-hmm. but that's okay. <laughs> and then the average man cries 1.6, I don't know, the 0.6 where that came from, but 1.6 times monthly. So basically women cry twice as much as men, if not more. And that's at least 5,000 times in a lifetime. I'd- but men statistically feel I'm- more comfortable shedding a tear in public compared to women so the stats are suggesting that women are more embarrassed to, sh- to show their emotions and more embarrassed to cry than men. I I will say in our defense as females, like one, we, we have an entire week where we're hormonal and we don't even know what's happening. Half the time we're crying while we're PMSing. Someone will be like, do you know why you're crying? I'm like, I don't know. It's just happening. <laughs> it's just boring. Out of, I'm happy. I'm fine. But my body is like, no, you're not. <laughs> but I think it's it's that like stage of PMSing where you're like, your body's like, it's about to go in full blown mode and we're just going to let it out now because <laughs> you're about to it's get rage so and happiness too, because you're like I'm not crying like I don't really cry that much I'm tough uh, whatever I'm a tough person it's fine and then it gets to that week and we all want to be like oh are you on your period that's so annoying that you think that I'm crying because I'm on my period but then something stupid or something really small happens and you're like I just can't fit this last t-shirt in the drawer and I just can't, I I just can't at my job right now and I just can't. And that t-shirt that you can't shove in your drawer is very representative of what's going on in your life and you just cry about the stupid t-shirt and you're like, why are you crying? Yeah. I'm crying. It's an ugly cry. And it just happens. It's very unfortunate. My husband always knows. Like a yeah, definitely. My husband definitely knows. Um, so I will say we do cry a little bit more um, because we don't really want to. It's just kind of a force of nature. So I'll defend us females there. But crying in public for men, that's kind of interesting because I feel like most men hide their emotions more than females do. Um, but I do know that females tend to put up that hard exterior so that we're not generalized as, oh, well, you know, she's just going to be emotional if you tell her, you know, something at work or if it's a family matter or whatever it may be. It's just like we cry because we're emotional. But realistically, it's okay to cry because you need to mentally and for your health. And there's benefits to it as well. So if I'm going to be categorized as emotional because I'm crying, um, at least I know that I'm okay and I'm letting it out versus holding it in and being 
completely dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And we, I mean, we'll get into some of the benefits too of crying because trust me, there are benefits, but in addition to, you know, how often we cry, like 64% of women cry for no reason compared to 24% of men crying for no reason. So the women are usually the ones crying for no reason. Again, I'm going to throw the period reason in there. (laughs) I like to think that's partially why, but it's, I mean, it's okay to cry. We have such a stigma around feeling like we can't cry or you don't want to cry in front of people. Like there's all of these, I mean, both genders don't want to cry. They feel ashamed to cry in front of people. And I even threw in like a quote, I'm sure you have some too, where there's like, oh, like you were saying, there's no crying in baseball or like Phil Collins and Tarzan is like, just stop you crying. Or, uh, Camila Cabello doesn't, doesn't want you to cry in the club. Like why can't, why there ain't no crying in the club? Come on. What if I want to cry in the club? I can cry in the club. Most of my cries have been in the club. (laughs) Yeah. What's up with that? Come on, Camila. What's the just stop your crying? It's a sign of the times. You gotta get away from here. Everybody's just telling you not to cry. What is this? I mean, I feel like the reason for it is just, you know, media and social just being not okay with it, but the more you cry and the more things happen in the public eye, the more it starts being okay. The more that we're okay with ourselves, the more that everybody else is going to be okay with ourselves. So starting by, listen, I am not telling you to knock on your boss's door and just be like, I have something to tell you. Hold on. It's happening <laughs> because that's not what we're asking. I want to share my emotions with you. Yeah. So I'm going to open your door and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to cry in front of you. I'm just saying if you're in a car and someone sees you or if you're in a store or, you know, people, you're eating lunch by yourself. People get you're bad news park. all the time in public, all the time. Something that happens, happens spontaneously that's terrible and horrifying is not going to happen like hold on I need to be in my room really quick and now you can deliver the bad news it should be okay to cry and it should be okay to cry hysterical laughing cry because you're angry cry because you're sad cry because it's Tuesday and you're about to have a mental breakdown (laughs) like it's just okay no idea what other people are going through we think our own life is hard and there are so many reasons why you might cry like you might have lost a loved one you might have watched a sad movie you're going through a breakup you're going through a really stressful move or a job change or a boss that's maybe not so not a healthy relationship with your job and your boss or maybe it's you have friends that have chosen to stab you in the back or you know you have issues with your parents like your relationship with your parents is really stressful or you don't have parents or, um, you know, you are trying to settle down and get married and all of your friends are married and you're single and you're 36 and you're like, shit, like everybody else found their, found their person. And what happened to me? I mean, it could be anything. There's a long list. (laughs) It's okay to cry about it, whether it's you know, saying like, oh, well, okay, you lost a loved one, so you can cry. That's okay to cry. But because I lost a pet or I'm going through a breakup, like there's less of a reason for me to cry. That's not, that's not, you don't compare like apples to apples here. It's not like that. No. If you feel it's a, it's a human reaction, like you're emotional, you have an emotional response because that's what humans do. We are, we have an emotional intelligence as well as you know, our actual IQ. We have an EQ. And if you are emotionally feeling a certain way about something, like, let it happen. Recognize what it is and be like, okay, this makes me feel really sad. And this makes me well up. And I feel this pressure in my chest. And it ends up giving me tears. And I'm crying. And, like, that's okay. Yeah. I think it helps, too, is you know, yes, me and Grace are females, so it's easy for us to say it's okay to cry, but it's also a mother's job to raise a son and say it's okay to be okay for your emotions. It's a father's job to say crying is normal, crying's okay 
for men just as well as women. It's okay for a mom to say just because you're crying doesn't mean you're weak or you're less of a being because men don't cry. It's just removing once again the gender from something and just letting something be okay because it's human nature and it's normal and it's fine and we're going to get through it and people cry for many different reasons. Um, so Grace, you did a ton of research on there are types of tears, which mm-hmm. is insane. I feel like we're finding all kinds of types. There's types of sleep patterns. There's types of balance. Now there's types of tears. Types. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what are the types of tears? So we can classify our tears. So we can put some, put some science into your crying. Mm. Another reason why you can just let it out, baby. But <laughs> the cause of, so if you get watery eyes, our eyes are constantly making tears. We, we get normal production of tears. This is called basal tearing. If I'm pronouncing anything wrong, sue me. Just kidding, don't, but like, sorry about it. Um, I'm not a scientist. I, I am in marketing, so might might pronounce some of these terms wrong. Anyways, basal tearing. It's normal to get occasionally watery eyes from these kinds of tears, and sometimes our eyes make extra tears in response to stimulus. So those tears would be called reflex tears or um, emotional tears. So the basal tears, um, they have three layers. They're constantly shed, which they, they protect the cornea because our eyes dry out, right? Especially if you wear contacts, you know that your eyes get super dry. Mm-hmm. So our eyes are constantly having to wet, wet themselves. Um, so we're, we're regularly making tears. Even though you don't know you're crying, you're crying. Ha ha, you lose. <laughs> You cried anyways. You failed. You you don't. Um, And then we obviously get emotional tears. So those are overcome by an emotion. So think about that mind-body response or that mind-body connection that people always talk about. Like your brain thinks you're sad, you feel sad, and your brain then triggers this physical reaction of water coming out of your eyeballs. Like it's emotional. Um, So studies suggest that you know, letting out a good cry stimulates the body to make endorphins. And we, I mean, the animated movies are lying. Humans are the only ones that emotionally have this response that causes water to come out of their eyes. Um, So these are typically from emotions versus reflex tears, which these could be like, you're cutting an onion, right? Your eyes are watering. Um, you know, you a bug flies in your eye, you get dry eyes or you get dust or something that comes in your eyes. Your, your eyes automatically have a reflex to protect themselves and let out tears. So that would be more of like a reflex tear. Um, but even think about like, as we age, we cry for different reasons. You're little, you're hungry, you need a diaper change, you um, are separated from your mother, you're trying to communicate. (laughs) That's me as an adult. (laughs) What? I said, that's me as an adult. I'm hungry, I'm crying. (laughs) I miss my mom. I need dinner, (laughs) I I want my puppy, and I need a blankie, so (laughs) I'm going to cry. It doesn't change, guys. <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> okay, so they don't change. We just add on more. Yeah, as exactly. We older because we still cry when we're hungry or hangry, right? Yeah. Like, give me a fucking pizza. <laughs> What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I didn't eat today. Someone feed me. <laughs> So don't forget to feed Sam. If you ever meet her, maybe just make sure she's she's well fed and she has her blankie. Yeah. Um, but we all we all need those things. I mean, even not just when we're an infant, but then as you get older, when you're a child, you know, you'll cry from physical pain. Like you're on the playground, somebody pushed you. Billy is a bully. He pushes you down, you scrape your knee, your knee hurts. I mean, maybe you fall on your own because you're clumsy. Maybe there's no <laughs> Billy billy bully and you just (laughs) fall on your own and you scrape your knee and it hurts so you cry and you need a band-aid with hello kitty on it or star wars and you're all better because of your or what i said and then it's all better and then it's all better yeah or what's the what's the ice pack the animal ice pack the boo-boo bunny yeah, that was not around when I was a child. <laughs> I didn't have one, but I, I, kids I babysat for have the boo boo bunny, and mm. it's the ice pack is inside of a bunny, and it makes everything just better. <laughs> uh, I want a boo boo bunny. 
I'll get you one for, for Christmas, Sam. I'll get you a boo-boo bunny. I'm so Don't excited. worry. <laughs> I'm really clumsy. I hit myself all the time. I'm walking around the house going, shit, fuck, ah! And my husband's like, what'd you do now? I'm like, I stepped my you toe and ran into a wall. <laughs> Freaking hurts. We're yeah. going to drop a... Oh, look at Tally. Look at your little puppy girl behind you. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she feels me. She gets it. Um, personal distress. Physical now, pain or personal distress. Now adult be more of like crying. childhood childhood reasons to cry. But then that once you get into adulthood, you might cry for distress or pain of others. So mm-hmm. like you're watching a movie, you see someone who is, you know, suffering from a disease or losing a loved one in a movie and you're crying because you you now understand how to form empathy for another person and you see that they're in pain. So you're crying for them. So, I mean, once you get to adulthood, it's all of the above. You get like the infancy reasons for crying, the childhood reasons for crying and the adulthood. So your personal distress, your physical distress your hunger, separation from loved ones and communicating your needs, um, and then distress or pain of others. So by the time we reach adulthood, you have a lot more reasons to cry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. I I definitely cry when I'm angry, too, because my body's just like, Um, But a fun fact, um, I'm a huge Disney fan and a Walt Disney fan, and when Walt Disney was creating Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Um, One of his biggest things was to make the audience not laugh, but cry from a cartoon. Because if a human being can get emotionally attached to a character that's fictional, then he was doing something that was changing the world. And I don't know about you, but I cry at every Disney ending. (laughs) Mufasa, when Mufasa dies, I was mortified I was like this is not happening this is not happening at all (laughs) just all of those sad movies and I'm a huge person where if you if I feel like I haven't cried in the month in a week or whatever and I feel like my body is like building up that you want the stimulus I will force myself to watch something really sad to just let it out because if I have nothing to personally cry about which that's far and few in between (laughs) um I definitely will force it Sam and I both (laughs) we were talking about this before the episode and we were like oh yeah like I have one movie that always makes me cry and Sam was like oh yeah me too and we were like what is it and we were both a walk to remember remember. (laughs) it is seriously one of the saddest I have watched so many sad movies and I I do love a good tearjerker rom-com whatever it may be there's something about a walk to remember that just was in my childhood that I truly enjoyed and I mean me and Grace are both like what we're eight years apart I think so yeah yeah. so like I was older when the movie came out versus when you were a little bit younger and the fact that we still like had that connection but well also too like the minute that song starts I'm just like Oh my god. When he's driving in his red red car down the highway and he's going to his dad and he's like, Dad, you gotta help me and he's like, Landon, I c I don't know if I can help you and he's like, I give up on you and he's like, But no, I really can't help you. And when he's reading to her in the hospital and he like makes the telescope for her to look at the the stars and he buys her a star, I just and it's like the classic good girl, the bad guy, and mm-hmm. then he goes against the social norms just to be with her. It's got that nice love story in there, but the pastor dad, ugh, it's a classic. It really is. Makes me want to watch it now. I know. It for my birthday, for my I, I shit you not. For my birthday, I got four of the soundtracks from four different people because everyone knew it was my favorite movie at the time and I was like my mom's like what are you gonna do with all four I'm like they'll be for my car my room (laughs) all occasions I'm not returning any of them I need them all if one scratches I have a backup Like you have a purse chapstick and a backpack chapstick and a car chapstick. You're like, I need a, I need a Just walk need all of them. soundtrack. I need all of them. I got two DVDs and four CDs. Um, it was one of my favorites. Uh, 
and then good. it it it's just there's so many good ones. So you and guys, guess what? The the man the man the main character the man the man the man the man the man Landon. Landon. <laughs> Landon does cry in that movie. He does. He does. And he's like men are supposed to be this tough, rugged, rugged role, and they're you know again it, like it's perceived as a sign of weakness or like a lack of emotional stamina, but. He's going through a hardship and he's he is a tough guy. He's he's battling, you know, losing someone he loves and he's still he he's okay with crying. Like Wasn't he his left parents it out in the going movie. through a divorce too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they I think they already were divorced. It was something I think they were like recently separated and that's why he was kind of like acting out in that nature as well. But like like and this, his friends are giving him a hard time, right? storyline is for everything. There's always somebody going through something, whether you're the popular jock, whether you're the little girl who's shy and, and you know, not in the, the society of, like, oh, I'm accepted. So it's definitely, it's definitely crazy. But going back and circling back of, like, forcing ourselves to cry, there's benefits from it. I know I feel great after a great... After... I might be emotionally drained, have a headache and a migraine, but my body physically feels like a relief of, like... Like, you've just taken a balloon and you've just let out all the air to be like, ah. (laughs) It gets pent up, especially, like, I sometimes I'm a stress crier where mm-hmm. stress builds up for so long and then I just feel so stressed and you just reach that breaking point and you're like I can't and you start crying because it's too much to handle and you are like that's it I, the straw has broken the camel's back my back is broken and I just need to let it out I need to cry yeah and it's it's a natural response and there's I mean I I've heard some theories as well like it increases, you know, I mean, I'm hungry after a good cry as well. Your body just kind of like speeds up its metabolism. It tends to, you know, if you're not, if you're just emotionally holding on to things that causes stress, stress causes weight gain. It also affects your mental health if you're holding things in like that because you're not allowing yourself to break down. You know, giving yourself that relief can just open up so many things for you whether like a purge yeah like it just it's almost like a for like for me it's it's very it's very important for me in my mental health and my wellness because I will be I'm the person that is consistently happy I'm always happy I'm always like they're uplifting you, being there for you, consistently trying to make sure that you're doing good and, and things like that. And I'm I'm such a giver and I I receive people's emotions and I hold on to them for so long that I'm like, I need to just, even if it's not me that's going through something and someone else is going through it, I need to break down for them because you you pull up that energy. And when people are like, oh, you know, examples for me like when people see me cry they're like it's a big deal because I don't necessarily cry in public in front of everybody else because I have I feel that like hey I'm the person that you need to lean on and I don't want you to see me break down but I will break down all the time in the shower alone singing whatever it may be um and to my closest friends and family I'm definitely one that's like I need to talk to you I call Grace all the time Grace well, guess what time it is? It's time for Sam to motherfucking release herself and break down. And I'm, I will cry. And I'll be like, I don't even care. I'm crying right now. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm happy. I'm sad. But I need to let it out. Um, you so- know what? I feel like you and I, I feel like we're pretty, ins- I mean, even we've, we've synced up. Like our cycles are synced up. And we're not even always physically in an office around each other, but we're still synced up. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I feel like we've, we've unsynced our, our periods of mental duress because um, in the workplace, one, it helps us when we're not both down and out. But two, it's like, I, you get to that point, like you get to that point, and then you're like, I just need a good cry. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Like, I, I feel it for you. I know when it's going to happen. We'll text about it. And you're like, I just, I'm going to cry. I just got to have it. I'm like, you do you. And then I'll get to that point. I'm like, Sam, I can't take it anymore. And she's like, just let it out. It's okay. 
like have a have the same way you would have an accountability partner yeah. for like working out you could have like an emotional support <laughs> friend when you're like okay I'm, I need to cry and you just you allow it you support them yeah you're like yes you cry you we, get it out we break down together <laughs> you break it down girl here here's to where we are right now let me break down you want to create a company together you want to create a podcast <laughs> let's call let me break we down both, we both cried a few too many times and we're like hmm, yeah let's talk about it <laughs> let's break that down why did we break down yep Let's dig into that more. And, you know, something for for guys, too, I'm sure more, more females can relate to this, but um, with guys, like, sometimes I feel like, you know, we say, oh, they have to be tough or whatever, but a lot of guys will try to mask their tears or their, their sadness with anger, and it's truly, like, a direct correlation. Like, you see a guy that's getting really angry about something, and he might physically punch something or hopefully not someone or just get really angry and bitter towards other people, and instead of acting in sadness, they're acting in anger. So think about that if you whether you are a guy or if you are with a guy or a friend that's acting angry and they're going through something it's think of it as them crying but not because maybe they are not able to cry or they've never been allowed to cry before you know maybe that's something that you know their dad wanted them to be tough or they they felt like they always had to be strong so they're not comfortable crying or they've had such a traumatizing life before them or earlier on in their life that they are all cried out basically and they're not able to cry like just understand that that is that is another response of sadness for a male could be for a female too when you're not really comfortable crying or you're not really able to let those emotions come out that way I feel I mean we as females and partnerships in general rely on the masculinity masculinity of the partner to allow us to be like, okay, I am a little bit more feminine on my end. So the masculine partner, whether that be male or female, will be like, okay, I'm going to just be that shell or that hard exterior. And they don't allow themselves to break down where it should be, like you said, equally, whether you want to cry or be angry about it your emotions in general should just be equally appreciated and received by whether it's your friend, your parents, or whatever it may be. Because realistically, when things are happening, whether they're happy or sad or whatever, your body has natural reactions to those emotions. And just being okay with the emotions in general, however you may. I mean, we've seen, you know, colleagues that cry because they're angry or you know, I hysterically laugh and cry in public spaces when I'm at comedy shows and like I will literally be wiping my tears where I look like I'm hysterically crying, but I am out of laughter. Um, And just allowing yourself to just be okay, whatever your body's natural emotion is handling that situation, whether it be happy or sad, because realistically, as much as we want to control it, the more we control it, the more that our body, we're not allowing our body to be free, whether it's happy or sad. So allowing us to cry or be angry or be happy or be sad. Or even be anxious. Like allowing yourself to feel emotions is is super important because I think it's good for understanding yourself and and letting yourself feel what you're feeling. And maybe you don't like it. Like maybe you don't like if you're feeling angry or feeling anxious and you're like, why am I angry about that? It's not, it doesn't really matter, but recognize it. And then you're able to either figure out why that makes you angry or recognize like, okay, this continuously makes me angry. Maybe I dive deeper into why it makes me angry or figure out a way to cope with it and accept that this is what it is. I can't do anything about it and try not to just control your emotions. Let yourself feel anxious. Be like, okay, this is what's triggering triggering my anxiety. This is why I feel this way. This is why I feel sad. And and just learn to love who you are and accept yourself for those things because mm-hmm. that's what's unique to you. That's what's unique to being human. We cry and your feelings are even more unique to you. Yeah. 
it's it's just really important because I feel like if we don't allow ourselves to be okay with our emotions and our reactions, then we're not allowing ourselves to be okay in our mental health and wealth. Um, it causes depression. Um, you find yourself in a very dark, dark, dark hole where you don't feel like you can get out of it. And in those dark times, because you're bottling things up and you're not allowing yourself to just recognize your own emotions, you question your emotions, you become envious, you become jealous um, because why is that person happy? Like, why do they get everything? Like all of these negative feelings come out and it's because you're not allowing yourself to be positive in your negative state of minds, if that makes sense. Like, you're not allowing yourself to be like, I'm okay with crying because I'm sad. No, I'm going to hold it in and now I'm going to be angry. And now that anger is going to pent up and bottle up and then I'm going to explode. And the explosion, I know I do this as well. And I, and you, you, you always do it to the ones that you're closest with and the ones that you love is where you're bottling. Because you know you, you're comfortable with them. Yeah, you bottle it up so much that everything that's happening around you, whether it's work, life, relationship, and then all of a sudden that one person, it's that drawer, but that person that might be in that room when you're fucking with that drawer, you're like, oh, now I hate everything about you too. Like, and they're like, what the hell did I just do? Like, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, like, you know, so you just gotta let it out. It's easier said than done. It's so easier said than done. And, you know, do as they say, not as I do. Like, it's one of those things where, you know, as you grow, you're okay with it. I cut my finger the other day and I was like, I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna cry. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I cut myself. I hurt my personal body. And- you know what? Part of my finger just got chopped off. I'm gonna <laughs> cry about it. I don't know why I was telling myself I'm not gonna cry. I ended up crying anyways because I was like, mm. But it's like one of those things where I was in my own home in my own state, but I wanted to be tough because I'm an adult. I'm supposed to handle my stuff. Um, you know, you you feel that way when you, you're a mother or a child and you see your child suffering and you're like, I can't cry because then they're going to cry. Cry together. Be supportive. Like, do it in all. Like, don't just... No, you, and no need if to you it. have not cried or you're not very good at crying, have a glass of wine. Ooh, yeah. And then, and right. then let it happen. <laughs> okay, so here's here's a, a fun poll: Are you an ugly crier or a Ooh. pretty crier? Do it you depends. do you cry loud or do you like <laughs> cry? I'm usually a quiet crier. I don't think I'm a cute crier ever. Even if I'm even if I'm lightly crying. I don't think I'm ever cute crying. My mascara doesn't usually run. I got I got a different kind of mascara, so <laughs> I did good with that one. But usually it's like more sniffly and then just the snot. I'm sorry, but I just mm, Tons mm, of snot. can't breathe through your nose. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes turn like a really pretty in. color when I cry, so I'm always like, my eyes are so pretty right now. <laughs> I'm a talker when I cry too. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a pretty crier. I just look pretty after I cry because my eyes are bloodshot red. My eyes tend to turn yellow and green, but. Oh God, mine get puffy. I just look like I have a fat face and my (laughs) eyes have been crying. Like I need a boo-boo bunny after that because my eyes are just puffy and they need them and swelled. Well up. Okay, so now we've cried because we're sad. We've cried because we're mentally breaking down. We've cried because we're stressed. We've cried because we're happy. What can we do to take care of ourselves after we're crying? I am a huge person in um, the under eye, um, those masks. What are they called? Oh, the eye patches. Yes, I love eye patches, especially after a good cry. I'm like, Mm-mm, immediately, <laughs> immediate recovery. <laughs> They have, I think the some, there's some that are called like pack your bags. I've tried beauty counter. I've tried the patchology, um, the ones that are golden and like glittery. Yes, I was I just going to name. I think it's like 24 karat and then there's a, a black and it's B-L-A-Q. Those are my two favorite. Um, they help reduce puffiness. Mm-hmm, and they're jelly. I have the gel pads as well. So 
Um, I tend to get a migraine after I cry. So I'll always do like ice Me gel. Pa- I, yeah, your body. It's, I mean, you're taking all that emotion out of your brain and your body is physically getting drained from what you're doing. It's a, it's a very um, active source of, I guess you can say like a workout. Like my body feels like it gets a workout. But- well, so we kind of touched on the benefits, but some of the benefits of, of crying, I mean, you when you release emotional tears, they release greater levels of stress hormones, like more so than just the basal, the tears that we're producing all the time, or even the reflex tears, your emotional tears contain more like your mood regulate red mood regulating manganese, um, because your stress is tightening your muscles and heightens your tension. So you're, you're literally relieving your stress and your tension and you're releasing those stress hormones when you're, when you're emotionally crying. I mean, it could even increase your attachment behavior by encouraging closeness in your relationships or you know empathy or support but it when you release the stress and the tension it activates your parasympathetic nervous system to then restore your body back to more of a balanced state so you're releasing oxytocin endogenous opioids aka endorphins aka your feel-good chemicals that help you ease physical and emotional pain so it, there is a physical reaction. It's not just the water coming out of your eyes. Like you were releasing oh, yeah. endorphins and it's you're like, releasing stress hormones. It's like you getting sore after a massage. Like you're doing all of those good benefits in a massage, but then you're like your body and your muscles are sore. And everything that you're doing while you're physically draining yourself, you're also mentally draining yourself and that on your brain is exhausting. So you do tend to have, and you're probably dehydrated. I always have a bottle of water because I feel like I need to make up for everything that I've just lost. <laughs> well, when you, when you get a massage, you're actually really supposed to hydrate after that. Too. I meant like crying too. <laughs> oh, there you go. I feel like, like I need to rehydrate. rehydrate. I just let out. <laughs> Refill that tear bucket. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like just making sure that you're taking care of yourself after a good cry too is just very important. Um, I know depending upon where you are when you're crying, I'm sure you don't have like iPads and gel pads. You're like, all right, guys, Grace is crying in the car. Now she's covering her eyes in the middle of the highway. Yeah, if you're at work, you might they might not allow you to put on um, eye patches or a face mask when you're at your desk. So you might have to wait till a little bit later. <laughs> Just to get turn those. that Zoom video off. Sorry, boss, my internet's not working very well, so I'm just gonna Can't turn, turn that on my off. Zoom today. I uh, needed to work on my skincare, <laughs> my regime, um, and then just making sure that you're, you know you're talking to somebody as well as is important, you know, whether you're crying alone or with somebody or for a certain reason. Um, it's not just important. Don't go through it alone. Yeah. Don't just let it out, but like, let it all out with a glass of wine with a friend. If you're holding in those tears, um, and repressing your sadness, I mean, there have been studies that have linked repressing your emotions to hypertension to um, a less resilient immune system cardiovascular disease increased struggles with mental health like there are true physical ramifications for holding that sadness inside and not letting yourself feel emotions so just the same way there are benefits there are also repercussions to not allowing yourself to feel those emotions so if you need to cry, if you need a therapist, if you need to exercise really hard and like run an Ironman, or if you need to go <laughs> scream into your pillow, or if you need to like figure out what works for you, but there are pros and cons to pros to crying and cons to not crying. Yeah. So you just got to do just it. You know, you need to just get emotional. Let it out. <laughs> Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. There's crying in every sport. There's crying in every place. There's crying everywhere. Um, And here's here's our thing, right? Okay, so whatever. We've talked about where we cry, ways to reduce your eye puffiness, the benefits of crying, why you shouldn't hold it in. But something you can actually do, going back to our poll, is figure out Okay, maybe figure out where you commonly cry, but give yourself a safe space. 
Maybe it's um, a friend group that meets once a week that you talk to. Maybe it's, you know, when you're in the shower and you give yourself that 30 minutes to cry. Um, maybe you give yourself an actual space where you're like, I need to go to the beach. I This is where I can just let it out and feel okay and find something in earth and nature. Um, being more comfortable, like reps right the more you try something the more comfortable you get with it if you're scared to fly the more more you fly you might start feeling a little more comfortable with it because it becomes routine let yourself cry in a place that's comfortable for you um it becomes you know more you, you feel more comfortable doing it you're giving yourself an actual physical space where you feel like you can cry it's an okay place to cry you're not going to be ashamed and you're not you don't feel like you're going to be judged there's no judgment in it. We're not here judging. No, there's definitely no judgment and and letting yourself physically, like knowing that, okay, I am someone that I just, I don't want to cry in front of anyone at all. I don't want to be at home because I don't want to risk anybody seeing me. That's fine. You prefer to have that be something you do in solitude. So find a spot in nature, find a spot in your car, go park in a parking lot, go to the bathroom at your office and let yourself just cry for a little bit, get it out, um, you know, figure out what works for you, but finding, giving yourself that space and that time to cry. So that way you are able to let it out in a way that makes sense for you. Everyone's different. Nobody should ever judge. And if they do tell them the fuck off, it's none of their business. They're not your real friend. <laughs> no. Um, which brings us to what we're going to be talking about in episode five. So, oh, first of all, five. What? Five. And we're still alive. You guys what, are listening. <laughs> yes, we appreciate you. Um, episode five is actually, uh, I know we talked about how me and Grace cry with each other, but finding your work wife in a remote world, um, we have took a huge change in our norm, I guess you can say, because we're no longer in office spaces like most businesses are, you know, working remote or people looking for that remote life because they want to travel more. Um, what that looks like in a quote-unquote space now of an office because you guys are communicating in a digital world and how that looks to find your other half I mean me and Grace were definitely lucky enough to find each other in person um but here we are remotely still trucking on um and a fun fact for me and Grace as well is while we did work together a lot um in person we didn't really hang out outside of work for a while and we bonded after hours just calling each other, talking to each other, texting each other, um, FaceTiming each other because we were both so busy between Grace's 700 weddings that she's attending that go along with her, her 900 bachelor parties and bridal showers and, you know, traveling the world and the both of us like working and I was wedding planning and then COVID happened and we were locked down for months. Um, so, you know, we were quarantined. Um, so creating that relationship virtually, um, and creating that bond so that you can cry together, <laughs> you can laugh together and experience life together, even though you're not side by side physically being side by side virtually is just as important. I mean, we all grow up and we separate from our parents, um, and still create give ourselves that bond and that, you know, nurtured between conversation, FaceTiming and just communication. Um, that's the same in friendships and relationships as well. So we're super excited. Yeah, I've met a lot of that. cool people on the internet. Just saying in chat rooms. <laughs> um, no, I would steer clear of chat roulette that, uh, I don't even know if that exists anymore, but there's a lot of sites I would steer clear from, but I mean, I met my boyfriend on the internet, Ooh. my roommate that I lived with for five years, who I was her maid of honor in her wedding. I met her on the internet, my freshman year roommate, who I attended her wedding last year, and we're still good friends, also met her on the internet, like, 
the internet. You can meet cool internet friends. I'm just saying. You so can. even if it's, even if you work from home, we'll talk about like a little bit of remote life things too, but also like being with your coworkers and, and feeling those connections with people you work with. And hopefully you're not one of those people that just quite physically hates every single person you work with. There's <laughs> gotta be somebody good in there. You'll find them. I swear. You might have to dig a little harder, but Maybe it's somebody from HR and you just haven't met him yet. I don't know. (laughs) But you, I mean, making those relationships, like there are so many cool people and we are lucky to live in a world of, of the internet. And I mean, granted it has its cons too. We always talk about, oh, social media, all this pressure, all this stuff, but it allows you to be connected to so many cool people that you never would have met otherwise. Right? Like, there's, there's a ton of benefits too. So finding the good in it. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's, it's weird living in a digital world, especially for introverts. We go into that as well. Um, I'm an extrovert, so I'm huge into meeting meeting people in person. (laughs) I'm just like, girls are sitting at a bar and I'm like, Hey, you want to be my friend? Like, I know we don't know each other, but here's my phone number. (laughs) Hey, Um, introverts, if you're out there, Sam and I like to adopt you. We would like to talk to you. That's so weird. We, we, all, attention all introverts. We're looking for an adoption agency as well as a podcast. So sign up free of charge. We, we will put ourselves out there. So like, don't you worry. We got your back. Yeah, you don't Just need to saying. talk. We'll do all the talking for you. We'll make it much easier. We'll make you feel very comfortable. We'll we'll be the ones to ask you out on the date. Remember, we talked about it. Just ask her out. Like, yep. don't worry. We'll take the first step. We'll be the man. We'll ask you out for coffee, and then we can become besties. And then eventually, we'll be able to cry together and laugh together. It'll be all and watch great. a walk to remember together. Yeah. See, it just everything. If you it's guys have beautiful. noticed, everything podcasted so far has just come. Full circle. Full circle. No episode is left out. Nothing's going to be lagged behind because everything. Chef's kiss. Intertwined together. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And. Um, Go ahead. We will. We can't give it away yet, but we do have some guests that will be coming on to the show soon. We kind of mentioned that earlier. So those are in the very near future. Um, again, like Sam said, the next episode will be more about like remote life, finding those connections in the remote world, whether it's through work or the internet somehow. Um, and we have lots more good stuff to come, but in the meantime, let it out, let out those tears, let out the water waterworks. There is baseball and crying. You can cry in the club. Don't let anybody just tell you to stop crying. You're allowed to cry. So don't forget us on our social networks, TikTok, Instagram, follow us, Let me break down. subscribe to the channel of Let Me Break Down, LMBD, and we will see you guys on the follow next our one. podcast, download that baby. <laughs> Share it with your friends. Share it with your neighbor. Share it with the person next to you on the plane. Share it with the stranger. To. Now we're just yeah. rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> Your neighbor on the plane is like, oh, what are you listening to? Um, have you heard this podcast? You you really should listen to it. Yeah. I'm not that person, but yes. <laughs> That's not me, but it sounds like me. <laughs> Basically. And we will see you guys on the next one. Adios. Oh, bye. bye.